Do you wanna win $1,200 of marketing for absolutely free? I know you do. This marketing helped my very own brother close 100 deals last year in real estate alone. I wanna give you three different marketing pieces. I wanna give you a social media platform that has thousands of pieces of content for you to share across all your social media channels. Then I wanna create for you your very own digital magazine that you can send to your clients. And then third, I'm gonna create an email newsletter with local content that your clients and prospects will absolutely love. $1,200 worth of marketing and you have a chance to win it for free. Josh, how do they do this? Go to ReminderMedia.com slash WinBig. All of the details are there, but it's super simple. Follow us on Instagram. So we are at State Paid Podcast on Instagram. Find the contest post and tag two of your friends. Tag two people in the comments of that post. Then for a bonus submission, go over to Facebook, find State Paid Podcast on Facebook, do the same thing, tag two of your friends in the post of this contest. They can then tag two of their friends and they can submit themselves. And then the last thing is to make sure that you are subscribed to Stay Paid in iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, your podcast player of preference. The deadline for this contest is May 31st. It ends on May 31st. We will be announcing the winner on Stay Paid on June 4th. So you have to make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. And the last thing that we're giving away with this prop, this contest isn't just the $1,200 worth of digital marketing, but it's going to be a brand new iPad Air so that you can look at all of your amazing new digital marketing on that. So again, go to ReminderMedia.com slash win big. Luke, what's the difference between people that win contests and those who don't? People who win contests take action. Take action on that today. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. All right, everybody, we are here for another quarantine stay paid. We are staying inside. We are staying safe and we are staying paid here today on the podcast. Luke, how you doing, man? I know you got a little bit of a headache going on. There, I have you? to tell people, man, this is, I guess, what it takes. We're going to talk about one percenter like today. I guess this is what it takes to be a one percenter. I woke up with a massive migraine. So I've, I've suffered from migraines my whole life. And or I shouldn't say my whole life since I was a teenager. And you know, usually, you know, I can take some medicine that hits in this migraine, not so good. We just did another uh, podcast right before this one, and I ran to the restroom, threw up three times. TMI mm. for everybody listening. Woo. But I didn't want to miss this podcast. I thought to myself, "Oh, Josh, you're gonna have to take it." <laughs> but I didn't want to miss this interview because I've been, you know, checking out this guy's stuff. You yeah, know, we obviously got referred to him. And I think this is going to be an amazing podcast today. And that's just a flavor, guys, of what it takes, you know, to be a one percenter right now. You just got to push through the migraines, do whatever it takes. If you're puking, you know, stay, stay with it. Don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's quite the introduction. Today on the podcast, we have Dr. Sam Bakhtiar. He is a doctor, CEO, author, world-class bodybuilder, and multimillionaire entrepreneur. He runs a fitness franchising business, the Camp Transformation Center, 
with a over 100 locations and two different supplement and nutrition companies. Dr. Bakhtiar has helped over 100,000 people transform physically and mentally, and he specializes in helping people get to the top 1% in any and every aspect of, of their life. His 1% Club helps others become a 1%er by rising above. He is also the author of the popular books, The Total Body Transformation Secrets and Becoming a 1%er. Dr. Bakhtiar, welcome to Stay Paid. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, man, Sam, it's Absolutely. awesome to have you on the show. I mean, we got referred to you, I believe it was through David Meltzer. Yeah. And so he was an incredible interview and just obviously appreciate Shout out to him for, for hooking us up and being able to get together. You know, in, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. I mean, of your journey, this life story of what's taking you to where you're at today, business owner, CEO, doctor, you know, just give us kind of the 30,000 foot view cliff note version of your life. Awesome. So, you know, I was born in a third world country. I was born in Tehran, Iran, you know, and basically it was a, it were a war with Iraq, Saddam Hussein. You know, my dad and my mom got divorced when I was three years old. We were under attack every night, you know, uh, you know, bombings every night. My mom decided that when I was 11, she didn't want me to go to army and, and get killed. So we left, uh, you know, my former country with $500, one luggage, single mom, and came to United States. And when I was coming to United States, I was, I, I was thinking I'm coming to Beverly Hills because that's what I saw on TV. And I saw the shows back then on TV. There were shows like Dallas Dynasty and the 18. I, I think you guys are all too young to remember those. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I think you can Google it up or something like that. Thank you, Sam. We, we appreciate that. <laughs> but you guys are too young, man. But, but it's like, like the Kardashians of today where you know, everybody has you know, mansions and Cadillacs and, and swimming pools. And I thought that's what I was coming. But they didn't show the really rough neighborhoods in America on TV. So I came to a little town called Sharon, Pennsylvania, which was, uh, which was a steel mill town that all the steel mills shut down. It was 1985, yeah. middle of crack cocaine epidemic. And my uncle did what most Middle Easterners do when they first come to this country, open up a convenience store in the worst neighborhood. Mm. And, um, and so I remember my first impression of America was going to this little town in the worst street called Idaho Street, my uncle had a store and outside was abandoned buildings, drug dealers, prostitutes, pimps. And that was my first impression of America. You know, uh, later on, I went to school to, to try to enroll in seventh grade. I didn't speak the language. I was the only minority in school. And, uh, you know, I got picked on, bullied, beat up, you know, you, you, you call it. I went through it. I tried out for the basketball team because they didn't have a soccer team. I didn't know anything about basketball, but I, I tried out anyway. I got cut from the basketball team, was devastated. You know, I, I told my mom, I'm gonna go back to my old country because I didn't like America because everybody was making fun of me. I didn't belong, I had no friends. My mom said, that's not a choice. Go to the boys club after school, practice basketball, I'll get better. While I was going to this boys club to get better, um, I fell in love with weightlifting. Mm. And you know, I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I'm gonna transform you know, my body and not only I transform my body, I transform my my way of thinking. You know, I, you know, I, I transform as as a person because of weightlifting. And I knew that's what I want to do the rest of my life. Fast forward, I went to Penn State, graduated with my master's in pre medicine and nutrition. Went to Los Angeles College of Chiropractic, got my doctorate degree. And soon after that, I started my gyms, which right now I, I'm a CEO of the Camp Transformation Centers, which are you know 120 locations, you know, in worldwide, and. Um, and we're here on two supplement companies and I love what I do. I love helping people transform, you know, their lives through, through exercise. 
what incredible advice, you know, even though maybe your mom didn't mean it as advice at the time, but what an incredible statement. You don't have that option. Go, go after something and get better. I mean, you know, we, we, we really didn't have that option. You know, I mean, you know, we left the country as refugees. That means that we are, we came to the United States, I say, you know, United States help us. We don't want to be there no more. They're mistreating us, you know, uh, please, please take us in, you know, and I would, you know, this country is the greatest country in the world. You know, you know, we came here for an opportunity. You know, we came here, um, you know, and God, this is, this, this is it, you know, and, and that's why, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the United States. I wouldn't be where I am, you know, because if it wasn't because the United States, the opportunity provides and the freedom that it provides. Us. No, that's so, amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. Talk about this 1% club. What is, what is that? What, what kind of led you to form this? And then what do you consider the 1%? So, you know, my mom as, at a very young age told me this. So Sam, you can be whatever you want to be as long as you're willing to put in the work. And that's always been ingrained to me, you know, me coming from a very um, poor background, no dad, you know, single mom, you know, we came to America, we got food stamps, low income housing, you know, um, I, I told myself, I don't want that for me growing up. I don't want that for my family. I want to be, be, be able to provide for my family. I want to be able to be the provider, the best dad I can be. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And I meant whatever it took. You know, I was, you know, I was, you know, it was like, all right, do I need to get up at two o'clock in the morning? Do I need to get up at three o'clock in the morning? Do I need to work all day? Tell me what to do and I'm willing to do it because I don't want to go back. I do not want to be poor. I don't want to be on food stamps. I don't want to be made fun of. I don't want to, you know, you know, our car breaking down every single place we go. We have to push start it. We have to push my mom's car so she can pop it into the clutch so it can smoke all the way back home. You know, I, I got sick and tired of this. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And for the, the thing for the 1% club, you know, when I first launched 1%, I got a lot of, I got a lot of slack because people were like, well, okay, because you're rich now and you, you know, you have a, you know, you're shredded, you have a great body, you're rich, you think you're better than us. It has nothing to do with that. 1% is all about you becoming the best version of yourself. 1% is all about you going against the grain. 1% is all about where people are doing everything that's popular these days. You're doing the things that's unpopular. You're sticking to your goals. You're sticking to your plan. You know, and 1% is, doesn't matter where you are now. All matters is where you are, where you want to be, and the price you're willing to pay to get there. You know, so I, I wholeheartedly believe that. So when people come to me and they, they have goals, they have ambitions, or whether, whether, whatever it is, whether it's financial, whether, whether it's physical, whatever it is, and they're not willing to put in the work, it's just talk. For me, I, I can I automatically disassociate with that. Hmm. You know, because I wasn't that guy. Ever since I was 14 years old, I got up at three o'clock in the morning. I remember I got through I said, because, because I wanted to better myself. I got up at three o'clock in the morning. I went to the gym. I went to school, came back. I still practiced. Etc. You know, so at some point, you got to be obsessed about your goals, obsessed about what you, what you want to do. You got to be in pain. I hardly believe that when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change when change happens. And the problem with a lot of people is, is that they're not in pain enough. They're just comfortable. They're okay. They say they want to get better. They say they want to achieve something, but they're comfortable. They're not willing to move. So that's, you know, that's, that, that's the whole gist of it. Dude, that is so true, man. That it's, I mean, the amount of people talk is so cheap. And like, I've always kind of framed it up as we've grown Reminder Media here and, and uh, we've had the ability to work with tens of thousands of clients, but also our own employees. It's just, the difference maker between the one percenters, the top producers, and the others is not necessarily their 
talent or their smarts. It literally is in their discipline. And you said the word obsession, like, you know, you got to be obsessed. And that's really what it is. I mean, you have to be kind of like Kobe Bryant was. You have to be obsessed about success that you are willing to do whatever it takes. And you have the discipline day in and day out. And there's no one small little win that's going to make it happen. It's the cumulative effect of doing it every day, day in and day out. And I'm sure you've seen that in building your gym empire and building everything you did there. What was the hardest part on building that business, right? You said you have 120 locations. What was the hardest part of building that business? Well, you know, that business, you know, you know, that business, you know, when we first started, we didn't start off as, okay, let's build 120 gyms. You know, I was just a guy who loved working out. I'm like, okay, I love working out. You know, I love getting in shape. I love helping people. And as long as I can help people make some money and still keep working out, keep doing my bodybuilding, I'm happy, you mm -hmm. know? But when you, when you do well by people, when you get people in shape and you do good by people, people want more of it. So when people start asking Sam, so, you know, you have this location here, but we want this over here. And we want this location. We want this in this other town. We want this in the other town. So next thing you know, we expanded a little bit. And we expanded, you know, had a few locations. And then somebody comes up to me and says, Sam, you know, I'm, you know, I want to open up my own camp. How, how am I supposed to do this? I'm like, really? I'm like, I, I ignored them. They came back to me again, four or five times. Sam, I want to open up my own camp. I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm like, you know, I guess we can open one up. I, I, asked my, I called an attorney up, write an agreement. I, it was a licensing thing. I didn't know what, what a franchise was. You know, they opened up first one. Next thing you know, people, are, people found out that it was like a business opportunity. The next thing you know, I'm getting flooded with, with information. I'm like, whoa, this is for real. So maybe I need to start franchising this. I looked into it at the time. I'm like, oh my God, franchising seems complicated. I don't really want to do this, but this is the next evolution that, that was brought on to me. You know, I, I wish I was that genius guy who sat down and went, oh, let's, this is what we're going to do. No, it all came organically to me, you know, uh, and um, now we're here. Yeah, I mean, the lesson there, we've talked about it before, is it's, it's the idea of when an opportunity comes or you're asked to do something, you say yes, you figure it out later. Yeah. You know, you don't have the opportunity yeah. to sit there and, and build out this huge, massive business plan. You just kind of figure it out as you go. So you've got this book, Becoming a One Percenter. What are some of the tips? What are some of the things that you're telling people to get them to that mindset? I mean, you're really, you're really talking about a mindset, but is there anything else there that, um, you know, you're advising people on how to break into that one percent? You know, for me, you know, it's all about daily discipline. You know, you know, here, let me give you an example. You know, let me give you an easy example. You know, like most people, you know, on, you know, on the beginning of the year, they want to lose some amount of pound and get in shape. Let's just say, let's just use a round number. I want to lose 50 pounds, you know, this year in 2020. 2020 is going to be my year. 20, they said that in 2019, 2018, <laughs> 2017. Every year they're going to be their year, but somehow Sounds it wasn't their year. You know, and it wasn't their year, right? You know, so the problem is this: like, you know, you say, okay, I, I want to lose 50 pounds. That's cool. You can write that. I have goals. I sit down and I write my yearly goals too, just like anybody else. I read them every single day. But the problem with that is that, okay, so you got to lose 50 pounds in a year. That's your goal. What are you going to do daily to going to get there? What are you going to do daily? And how are you going to put that in a schedule form so it happens automatically? See, every single day, we have to make decisions. As soon as you get up, you have to make a decision. What are you going to wear? You know, what, you know, what are you going to do? You know, uh, you know, what are you going to eat? You know, how, what meeting are you going to go to? So there's enough decisions that you got to make. There's something called decision fatigue that you got to be like, oh my God, man, another decision I want to make. I want to make it. But if you have it on your schedule, look, 
this this is a schedule. I have a daily plan. Mm-hmm. I have a daily plan every single day from what time I'm going to get up, what time I'm going to have breakfast, what time I'm going to be on Zoom with you, what time I'm going to have family time, what time I'm going to get in the pool with my, with, with, with my son. It's all on a schedule. So I make sure that every single goal that I have is translated into my daily activity. Mm-hmm. See, you see, a while ago, I, I sat down and I had to come to Jesus meeting with myself. And I said, Sam, what are you about? What do you want to do? What, are, what, what is your top priority? Other than serving God and serving humanity and being a good person, what is my top three priorities so that I can concentrate on the most important things? And I came up with this. Spending time with the family is my top priority. Number two, providing for family. And number three, staying healthy so I can do one and two. Mm-hmm. So every single hour of my day Focus is focused towards those three activities. Mm-hmm. Nothing more, nothing else. You know, so, um, so I encourage people to don't have any white spaces on your calendar. White spaces on your calendar is the devil. Every, as, more, as soon as you get up, until you go to bed, you're going to need, need to be productive with your goals and what you need to achieve in life. You know, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you guys a question. Mm-hmm. What, what is more important? What, what is more scarce? What is more valuable? Is money more valuable or is time more valuable? Time, baby. Time? Do, do you agree, Josh? Does it, you guys time, agree? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so if you agree that time, and pretty much 99.9% of the people will say time is more valuable than money, right? Money you can always make back. Time you won't get back. I will not get back yeah. the past hour, right? So... Let me ask you another question. Other than rap videos, right? Other than seeing other rap videos, do you see people walking around on the street? Do you see people walking around on the street and just throwing money away? Do you see that? No. Nope. You don't see that, right? Okay. But let me ask you another question. Do you see every single day, all of us, all of us, wasting time and not being productive? Yeah. Oh, man, that's good, dude. That's good. So, so if, you, if everyone agrees, that time is more valuable than the money, and we don't we don't go around and throw money away. We're throwing something more important away. We're throwing some more valuable away every single time. But like, you know, everybody's like not in quarantine. You know, everybody's on quarantine. Like you know, I, I saw a meme the other day on on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it was. It says, "I finished Netflix." You mean to tell me you're gonna use this God-given time for you to reflect? For you to get better, you can start exercising that you wanted to. You want to spend time with your family that you wanted to. You want to start working on a business, read that book that you wanted to. All these things, but what you want to use this time to 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 rot your ass on 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 the couch, finish Netflix, and 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 just don't do nothing with yourself. Come on, man. Man, if you could if you could visualize like like what you're saying, if we could actually create throwing time away as a visual. And if you take that time that you're spending and actually visualize what, what Sam is talking about, which is picture yourself just throwing dollars out the window when you're not being productive or you're not doing something scheduled. It's so powerful. I, I, I guard, you know, one of my mentors t- told me this, guard your time like you guard your children. Mm. So I'm the most selfish thing. I, you know, for me, I'm very stingy with my time. You know, that doesn't mean that I don't meet with people. I don't do this, but it's going to be on my time, on my schedule. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to walk in right now. You know, nobody's going to walk in right now and say, hey, Sam, can, you know, can, can I see you? Can I talk to you for a minute? You know, I'm like, no, no. Get on my, I will talk to you, but get on my schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't have, I, I'm not going to live forever. You know, if, if you do the math, by the time you factor sleeping, factor working, factor commuting, you know, 
you really live eight years. You really have eight years to do what you want to do in life. Okay, so figure wow. it out. Are, are, are you going to waste it? Are you going to waste it or are you going to be productive for it? You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, I don't want to use that eight years that I have in life watching TV or, 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 or doing anything that's not going to serve what I want to do. So uh, you mentioned quarantine. What are you doing right now? How have you been spending this time? Have you changed anything? Is nothing, nothing. There's nothing's changed. I still get up at the same time. I still work out at the same time. I work out at home. You know, you know, I work out. Thank God I have a, I have a nice gym at home. But if I didn't have a nice gym, guess what? I can do body weight exercises. I can go for a walk. You know, I'm, I want to do that. Nothing has changed on my schedule. There's nothing changed. I still, I still work till four, till four o'clock. I still work, and after that's family time. You know, four o'clock on, my phone goes off. I'm 100% present with the family. Okay, nothing's going to change. For me, you know, you know, this is, you know, th this is not a, okay, you know, God's given vacation for me not to do anything at a rock. You know, I'm still going to push forward. I still got goals. My goals, you know, you know my goals are not going to sleep. I'm not going to give up on my goals because I can't go nowhere. Thank God we're living with a technology. We have we have the phone, we have our laptop, we have you know we we have books, we have so many things that we can do. We can you know let's 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 do stuff that serves us. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest mistake you see entrepreneurs making? As you, I mean, because you're connected to a lot, you have a huge following. What what's the biggest mistake you see people making where they aren't effectively doing that? They're not. They're throwing away. They're, 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 that's a great question. They're chasing too many things. Mm. They're chasing too many things. They have a shiny object syndrome. Everybody, you know, I think humans naturally they have shiny object syndrome. You know, you know, they 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 do this a little bit and they do that a little bit and they do that a little bit and they get they get sidetracked and distracted and distracted. Next thing you know, they're doing a bunch of little things and everything half-assed, nothing perfectly. Mm. You know what I mean? So I see entrepreneurs just doing this for a little bit and they oh, you know, they, they want to get a they want to hit a home run at. It, after one day or after one week or after two weeks, right? And then they, they, they switch gears and they switch gears. You know, if you want to get good at anything, you got to put in the, you got to put in the time. You know, we all know the Malcolm Gladwell's book, the 10,000 10, hour rules, you know what I mean? And people just want to become experts overnight and, and, and become successful overnight. <clears throat> That's not how it works. So shiny object syndrome and being distracted is the number one killer of dreams for entrepreneurs. Cool. No, that's so good. I see that in our own, um, like Josh and I obviously run Reminder Media. And one of the things over the last couple of years that we definitely have seen is that there's so much opportunity out there. And even ourselves, it's drowning in that opportunity, meaning you're chasing everything and you're pushing the balls. And, and one meeting that we had with our company, I said, one of the mistakes we made is we had like four different ideas, four different projects we're pushing forward. And what happens is you push each of them forward 10%. And though you're, you're working so hard, you're really not making any progress. And you're almost better off obsessing and focusing on one thing until you drive that to the finish line, drive that to the touchdown, and then moving to the other thing. If, if, if you look at people who invented things, people who are successful, you know, they, the focus is the main priority. And look, I'm no different than anyone here. So I'm not telling you I'm super focused. I'm super, we're naturally, as human beings, we're distracted. Today, more than any other time in the world, any time in the world, because we got what? We got text, we got email, we got Twitter, we got Instagram, we got Facebook, we have this, and we have that. And by the way, when I when I really make it in this world, I'm not gonna have a phone. If you want to get a hold of me, fax me. Now, you know, you know, if, if it's that important, fax me, you know, because I just think that, I, I just that. think that you know, people got an OCD look, you know, check email, check, check Instagram, check text, 
check this, check that, check this, take that. And then put it down for five seconds and pick it back up. Check this, check that, check that. Then put it back for five seconds, check this, take that. So I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, like I said, we're distracted naturally. So the best thing for you to do, put down five things that you need to get done that day. Three to five things that you need to get done that day. And just be right, just like me, like I said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that smart. I'm not that smart, but I can follow a list. I can follow a list. I can, like this, I got a highlighter. That's how dumb I am. I got to highlight it to see what I got done or how I need to move forward. And if, if I can do it and anyone can do it, because believe me when I tell you, I'm not the brightest shit in the tool. Hey, man, that's so good. And don't underestimate people as you're listening to this, the power of a simple checklist. The power of a simple, our, our COO, one of the things that makes him so great is he does a checklist every single day for himself every single day of what he wants to accomplish and it just don't underestimate it because it helps keep you focused and then also you get that effect of when you cross things off that checklist what do you call it the dopamine or whatever the adrenaline rush like it feels good to accomplish things absolutely you know my wife is not a fan of a checklist but so we all we do this experiment all the time you know whenever she goes to the grocery store she comes back guess what oh damn it i forgot this i gotta go back you know what i mean i'm like see you got to check it. All you have to do is check it off, check it off, check it off. That's all you got to do. Now, nah, man, I agree 100%. There was a great book. I forget what it was called. It's on my windowsill. Getting Things Done. That's what it is. Yeah. Getting Things Done. That is a great book that talks about filing systems and checklists and all that stuff. Because what you're saying, I it resonates so much with me. It's like the ADD of business, the ADD of entrepreneurship, where you're chasing so many things. You're not focused. And and the hard part about it is you, it's not that you're not working hard. You're just not working focused. Let me ask you this, man, because I, I'm a junkie for self-development, right? And I can tell that, man, you are just like a self-development guru. When you look back on the empire that you've built, right? And the successes that you've had, what are some of the routines that you've implemented in your life that you stick to that these are the routines you talk about a checklist what are some of the things that you've implemented in your life that have driven success for you i can honestly tell you one of my number one routines is working out first thing in the morning okay so especially especially if you are an entrepreneur now i don't that doesn't necessarily mean everyone needs to work out first in, in the morning you gotta work out you gotta have a workout routine and you got and it needs to be happening on a daily basis I don't believe in a day off from working out. I believe and that, that you know, you, you can't go 100% every single day, but you can go at 50%, you can go at 60%. People say, how many days a week do you need to work out, Sam? I'm like, let me ask you a question. How many days a week does your heart beat? How many days a week do you pee? How many days a week do you breathe? So for me, working out is not like, okay, I gotta go kill myself every day in the gym. Some days I go in there and I can give it 100%, but some days I can't, guess what? I go at 50, 60, 70%. But for me, movement is life. And movement is not just, it used to be about, oh, how big my gun's gonna be and how, how I look on the stage. It's not about that. It's about me, first of all, be able to overcome stress. Because as an entrepreneur, me having 120 locations, over 400 employees, there's some stress associated with that. You know, so there's a stress associated with home sometimes. It's, you, know, you know, so for me to be able to, to compartmentalize, I can't even say that word. Yeah, see, I told you I'm not that smart. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm trying to, I, I try to act smart, trying to say the big word, I can't even say it. So for, for me to be able to be, be able to cope with stress, you know, it, you know it, for me, I have to be able to uh, be able to exercise. I gotta be, for me to be at my, at my peak state, I have to exercise. And, and so that's my number one routine. I have to eat well. I've, you know, for entrepreneurs, like you're going to war, you know that. There's fires to put out, there's yeah. obstacles going on. And you want to go to war and you want to make sure when you're at war 
you're your top peak state. You want to make sure your body's working right, your mind is clear, you got good nutrition, and be able to do that. I, I don't understand when I see entrepreneurs, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 pounds overweight. You know, matter of fact, you know, I, you know, I was, you know, this is what I do. I, I mean, I don't care. Sometimes I'm downright rude. But I went, I was speaking to a conference, you know, to a bunch of entrepreneurs. I saw this young kid, you know, who's, who's an entrepreneur, Gucci everything, Gucci glasses, Gucci shirt, Gucci shoes, you know, Gucci, Gucci'd out, but he was, excuse me, but he was severely overweight. Hmm. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Why don't you, why don't you trade that Gucci and get it like a Gucci glass and get a personal trainer? Why don't you trade that and, and, and do something for your health? You know, I, I don't understand that. I don't get that. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, so I wholeheartedly believe that you got to be at peak state, you know, you know, for you, for you to be able to do that. I also believe that there's no such a thing as balance. There's no such a thing as balance. Balance is a myth. Balance is always going to be myth. You know, balance is for average people. You know, am I, am I, a, am I a perfect father every day or a perfect husband every day? No. Am I perfect, you know, on my workout every day? No. Am I perfect at every single thing every day? No. There's some days I just fail as a husband. I fail as a dad because I got to be at work and do what I need to do till midnight. Okay. But guess what? I try to make up for it another time. So in one day, there's no way, no way that you can be balanced. Nobody that ever achieved anything great that was ever in balance. Oh, let me, you know, let me dedicate two hours here and two hours there and one hour here and one half. Oh, I'm balanced. You're going to be broke if you do that. Mm. You know, nobody, nobody comes to you. If you were overweight, if you ate junk for the past five years, you had nothing but McDonald's and nothing but fast food, and you got, you were overweight. You know, nobody comes to you and be like, oh, bro, hey, man, you might want to slow this down, man. Like, you know, I think, you know, you, 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 you got to slow down fast food. You're not exercising. I need you to, I need you to exercise. Nobody tells you that. But check this out. As soon as you decide to give up that habit and go to the gym every day, what do people do? Oh, bro, you're overdoing it, man. You're overdoing it. You know, you, nobody goes to the gym seven days a week. I think you're going to be now, man. You know, you're going to kill yourself, man. Don't do that. No, no, no. If you are imbalanced for so long, and now you want to come in twice a week on the gym. That's not good enough. You got to go the other way. It's, 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 it's just like a balance weight. You know, if you've been like this for a while, now you got to go like this for a while to be able to go balance. You know, everybody, oh, let's just try things slowly. Nobody asked you to eat McDonald's slowly, did they? No. Nope. Dude, that's so great, man. That's so great. So what advice would you go back and tell younger Sam? Like, you know, the Sam that was in college and high school, what advice would you give that kid? Bro, let me, let me tell you something, man. I was a knucklehead. I was a knucklehead. I, I grew up in Sharon, Pennsylvania, and I told you outside the store was pimps, prostitutes, and drug dealers. I grew up in that neighborhood where, you know, I didn't know anything about self-development until I was 32. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't start reading books, you know, past college until I was 32 because I wanted to give, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to end my bodybuilding career. I've got to take this business for real nice. It's not feeding my bodybuilding habit no more, right? So the best advice I can give young entrepreneurs, my old self, is to first surround myself with better people. You know, surround myself with better people. You know, surround myself with people I aspire to be. You know, don't go around, you know, hang around knuckleheads and people who are, built, you know, not where I want to be. So that's my first advice. And second advice would be, you know, start getting mentorship, start, start looking for people to help me and pay, pay to play. Don't go on Instagram like some of, the, some of these people. I get hundreds of messages. Yo, bro, I need your help. Can you, can, you, can you mentor me? Can you do this? Can you do this? No, no, I don't believe in that. I believe that you got to pay to play in life. You got to have skin in the game. 
Hmm. You know, if you don't have skin in the paint, if, if there's no value for you, then you're not going to take it seriously. Nobody takes free advice seriously. You know, so don't go on there now. All of a sudden, now you want to. Oh, now you want to become an entrepreneur. Now you now you want to kill it. Now, okay, let me let me DM all these people. Let me DM Grand Cordon. Let me DM this guy. Let me DM. Hey, dude, help me, help me, help me. No, you got to help yourself. You got to pay to play. Every single year for the past, I don't know, 15 years, I spend over six figures to pay to play. Mm-hmm. For me to be in the right masterminds, to be around the right people, for me to to be able to learn from these people. You know what I mean? And guess what? Every, every single year, it gives me 10x dividend on it. I can pick up the phone right now and call some of the most greatest minds in business, some of the most greatest minds in marketing, some of the most greatest minds in sales, people in the banking industry, people in the mortgage industry, people in the real estate industry. I have that in my Rolodex, you know, because I paid to play. And I explored everyone, man, you know, instead of going out there and, and trying to look good and buy Gucci and trying to, trying to you know, have the latest iPhone 15 or or the Jordans, man, you know, go get some mentor, go get some help, read some books and surround yourself with the right people. That's awesome. That's, that's fantastic. Dr. Bakhtiar, thank you so much for being here. Before we close out, let people know how they can find you. Yeah, so it's really easy to find me, man. I'm Googleable. I think I said that one right, Googleable. <laughs> <laughs> you can Google me at Sam Bakhtiar, S-A-M-B-A-K-H-T-I-A-R. My Instagram is the same. I'm very active on Instagram, you know, and also, if somebody wants to, you know, text me, they can text me directly. 909-200-4015. That's 909-200-4015. That's awesome. Great message. Great inspiration. Um, I know Luke and I have been following you for a while, so I'm hoping everyone that joins this podcast will jump on that and follow you as well. So thank you so much for listening. You can dive into this episode, get all of those links that we mentioned, as well as see this video uh, over at staypaidpodcast.com. And if you're interested in supporting the show, which I know you are, there are two ways we ask you to do that. First is to head on over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, leave a comment, and then tell a friend about this podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acree. And man, if you're not fired up, I mean, I've been working through a migraine and listening to this program. And listen, I call it a program. Listen to a podcast, man. That's even got me fired up. That's unbelievable. The story, I mean, being a refugee to where you're at today. And I think the action item is real, real simple for everybody. It's discipline. And how do you add discipline to your life? Think about what Sam said about the white space on your calendar. That white space on your calendar, man, is from the devil. And you need to put and get yourself disciplined, get your calendar set, and then abide by that calendar, that to-do list. That's a simple action item that will keep you focused to move your business forward. That's the action item from this podcast is get yourself a to-do list, a calendar that you actually honor, not a fake calendar. And all of you know what I'm talking about when I say fake calendar. All of us have these calendars that we don't really honor. I'm talking about a real calendar that guides your life to help you hit the goal that you want to hit. Stop throwing away time. If time's more valuable than money, stop throwing away time. Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry that I've worked in is top producers take action. So take action on that today. 